Blog Talk Radio. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. Does everybody know what time it is? That's right. It's Monday night. And this is the icon with his cohorts. And we are here to entertain the masses on 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, last two shows before the new year 2023 is only two shows away and we are here to uh entertain you for the next two hours so let's just gear up let's go ahead and get the modern nightmare on with us right now how are you well after a very long and stressful uh work week due to weather and a very stressful weekend due to weather i'm ready to be on uh 89.1 ken's fm for another radio show all right. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to have a little fun here before we start. Uh, Granny, of course, is on temporary assignment. Uh, it's her anniversary today. So uh, we decided to let her have a day off, uh, rest up and everything. But, you know, Matthias, you know, we always talk about uh, possibly paying you as uh, as a, uh, a co-host on the show, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. If you stand up real quick, if you grab this envelope, check out your payment right there. I want you to open that for all the masses. That is, those are limited edition, and they are worth a lot of cash. Oh, wow. I want you to tell me what you think of those. Have you ever seen those or heard of those? Uh, definitely not. That is, uh, that's something peculiar. Okay, what you're holding in your hand, what does it say exactly? Well, these are, uh, looks like a 10,000 yen Pokemon Go, uh, gold banknotes that's right and you know how much 10,000 yen is in american dollars um i can't say like maybe a hundred a thousand how much well well let's take a look here uh let's just do the conversion i know our fans are uh really riveted with this but uh you know i wanted to surprise you uh uh 10,000 yen is worth 73 dollars in u.s wow okay so how many notes do you have there uh, let me, I have no idea. Why don't uh, you open up the package and count them? Okay, let's see. We got, counting, it looks like we got eight in here. Uh, yeah, so that's $710 wow. in American cash. Okay. But, and it's, uh, what, uh, 80,000 yen? Yep. I hope you don't mind getting paid in yen. Oh, I don't. But you got to promise me, though, those are collector's items. You cannot find those in America. Wow. And you are a Pokemon collector, are you not? That is that is absolutely correct. I am. All right. So there you go. Um, let's. Uh, uh, we got. Uh, we got. Our, we're waiting on our first guest here. Uh, let it, let me check. Uh, I wonder who it, we have a caller right now. I don't know if this is our first guest or not, but we will see. Uh, what we have just give me a second now i figured uh as a pokemon collector you would uh definitely like those absolutely yeah uh well it looks like uh our first guest is calling in an hour early 
so um, let me uh, bring her on real quick, and then we'll let her know. Oh, she just hung up, so I'm sorry. Uh, uh, all right, so let me go ahead and uh, get get her uh, texture and let her know. Uh, you know, uh, it's no secret on this show that I'm not very good with uh, – <laughs> Time zones is 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 that is that known or is that uh, not known? I mean, you tend to make it known pretty much every week. You call people at two in the morning and stuff like that. You tend to not have the best uh, knowledge of time zones. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and that's my fault. Uh, but uh, I, I'm learning, uh, and apparently, uh, I've had what uh, 300 episodes to get this right, and still don't have it down yet. Uh, my fault. But let, let's go ahead and uh, talk about uh, what we got going on on the show. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk about our guests. Uh, we have three on as well tonight. We have uh, uh, Harley Harlow. Uh, we have Rod Smith and Joanne Heckman. And we have a guest uh, co-host, uh, and it's supposed to be Chrissy Krueger, but uh, she is currently stuck in traffic trying to get home uh, to call us from her house. So uh, we're waiting on that. Of course, uh, she's been on the show many times. She's our favorite vampirist. And uh, for the guests that we have on the show, it would work out perfectly. So we'll talk to her as soon as she calls in. <clears throat> Let's catch up, everybody. Hey, uh, the Bison won on Friday night uh, in uh, comeback fashion. And uh, our Vikings also came back in comeback fashion. Did you watch that game? Well, unfortunately, as I said, due to weather, I was kind of unable to do a few things I wanted to do. So, unfortunately, I was not able to uh, catch up with the Vikings, but I was able to watch it through the app. Uh, I was able to watch the score and stuff like that while I was at a water park. And uh, I cannot believe that uh, not only did we claim the NFC North as our own this year, but we won in the biggest comeback in NFL history, game-wise, playoff, Super Bowl-ish. Uh, either way, we we've got the biggest comeback and we claimed the title, so that's insane. Yeah, and uh, you know I was at work all weekend, so uh, I was uh, kind of monitoring the score, and then when I saw they were down to 33 nothing at halftime, uh, I didn't give up, but I did stop keeping tabs on it until I went on my lunch break, and I saw that the score was tied, 33 to 33. And I'm like, is this possible? What is going on? And uh, I tuned in, listened to, I, I turned the Actually, radio. Actually, wasn't it uh, 36 to, I think, no, we, did we tie it 33 to 33? No, it was, we tied it 36-36. Yeah, because yeah. we, we got the game-winning field goal. Yeah, 39-36 was the final score, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we, uh, right now, unfortunately, Green Bay's up on the Rams, 17-6. to Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out, I thought Green Bay was eliminated, but apparently they still got a chance. How is that possible? Well, isn't it? I mean, just because they're, I mean, does if they're eliminated, like they don't get to play anymore? Like, is that how it, I forget how that would work? Because I we haven't been that low before that I recall. But like, do they still get to play their games even though they're out of the playoffs? Or well, yeah, of course they do. Yeah, they, yeah, but uh, they still, I guess they still have a chance to get into the playoffs. Oh, that's. Weird. Aren't they like five and eight right now? Yeah, and Detroit is seven and seven. So apparently they are on the bubble. Oh, okay. Weird. Um, and uh, you know, there's two teams I do. There's two uh, quarterbacks I do not want to see in the playoffs. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, and can you guess the other one? 
Uh, I'd have to say, shoot, Jalen Hurts. No, uh, he's hurt right now, so oh, he yeah, might not true. play. Yeah, true. Uh, Tom Brady. Oh yeah. Well, of course we don't want to we don't want to see him in the playoffs again. Yeah, they're the four seed right now. The Bucks are right now. The top four are Eagles, Vikings, 49ers, Cowboys, and on the others is uh, the Bills and the Chiefs. And in the hunt, <laughs> Bengals, Titans, Ravens, Chargers, Dolphins. On the bubble, Patriots, Jets, Jaguars, Raiders, Browns, Steelers, and Colts. Well, I don't see. I see with how Brady's been performing. Like I like I mentioned at the beginning uh, when we first like in week one. I uh, had him as my fantasy quarterback, and uh, I had him and uh, Trevor Lawrence from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and every single week he'd crap the bed for me, and I would I would always believe in him to give me some fantasy points, but he would always screw up and always mess up and always give me like seven points, but then Trevor Lawrence is outscoring him, so I finally put Lawrence out there, and he's actually been doing pretty decent. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I think this is the worst Brady's ever been at, uh, what are they, six and eight? Yeah, this is like I think it's its worst uh, record in not even I don't even know if he was that bad his rookie year was he? No. Uh, it, well, as a matter of fact, you know he took over for uh, he took over for Drew Bledsoe. He did. And it's been uh, it's been uh, him ever since. Uh, I mean, it, look, look at the different spread. Okay, uh, the Eagles are uh, thirteen and one. The Vikings are eleven and three. Uh, the 49ers are 10 and 4. The Cowboys are 10 and 4. They're the fifth seed, We're, and the Buccaneers right now are the, in the would be the fourth at six and eight. I mean, look how pitiful that division is. They're number one in their division, and they're six and eight. Exactly. <laughs> it's just it, like it's been. It, it just seems odd because it's been a really crappy year for the good teams of past, and then for the not so great teams, it's actually been a really killer year, surprisingly. Yeah, like uh, the um, the Lions. Yeah, like the Lions are doing really well. I mean, the Vikings are at the top of their division. It's been since I think 2017 that they've been number one in the NFC North. Yep. The Patriots have been, or not Patriots, but the Buccaneers have been falling apart. The Rams have been falling apart. The Packers fell apart. Like it was just. It just seems rather odd for those teams to have just fallen. It's not even like they, they triumph and then they fell. It's like they just fell from the very beginning, and then they tried to climb up, and then they just fell again. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I can't say that I'm disappointed. No, um, not at all. No. But, uh, you know, ho- hopefully we uh, we continue playing the way we are. Hopefully we don't have to come back like that ever again. Hopefully not. But it <laughs> it's in our blood, unfortunately. So we're waiting for our first uh, uh, guest, Heather Harlow. Do you happen to know who Heather Harlow is? The name sounds familiar. Right now, uh, I just had a very stressful week, so I yeah you know, I can't. I, my mind's been on a lot of different things. So can you uh, recap for me? Uh, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, not only she's an actress, but she's also a makeup artist. Okay. And uh, she does makeup for horror films. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and uh, <laughs> so we'll we'll talk to you a little bit about that. Um, and uh, then we have, of course, Rod Smith. Uh, he is a uh, actor slash director. And it looks like our first guest is on with us. So we're going to take a quick little timeout and uh, hear from one of our sponsors. And after these messages, we will return. Uh, with our first guest. So uh, come back on the flip side of this break. 
Tune in every Friday night at 8 p.m. and join me, Jolt's Merry Night, as my music from outer space gets intercepted by your eardrums. We've got rock. We've got electronic. We've got old novelty records. We've got pizza. Okay, that technology is still being worked on, so until we can perfect the transmission of a pizza directly to your mouth, for now we can have an hour-long buffet of rock and roll every Friday night. That's Rock and Roll Space Station, Fridays at 8 p.m., right here on the best station in all the galaxy, and Fargo, of course, Ken's FM. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, our first guest of the night. She's going to tell us what it's like to put powder and paint on just about any single actor she's ever worked with. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you right now, she is the one and only, the special effects makeup department specialist. She is Heather Harlow. Hey, this is Heather Harlow. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hoekster, and the modern nightmare, <clears throat> Matthias. All right. How are you, Heather? Good to have you with us tonight. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be here with us. Hi, darling. I'm so good. So busy, but very good and very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, I, you know, I'm glad that you're able to take uh, take a break from your makeup case for uh, join us for just a little bit. Uh, we have Heather Harlow on 89.1 Kens FM. We got 33 minutes here with Heather, so we're going to talk to you a lot about uh, makeup and all that stuff and uh, stuff that uh, me and my co-host never wear, but we'd still like to talk <laughs> to you about it. For sure. But for before sure. Absolutely. We, yeah. Before we uh, continue, though. We'd like you to give us a little background about yourself, and I'll ask you questions, and then uh, we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I got my start um, with makeup, uh, SFX, and acting, actually, both in the haunted house industry. Um, about seven years ago, going on eight now, um, I am a weenie. <laughs> I love horror movies, um, but I am a scaredy cat, so um, I decided that playing the monster would be fun. Um, so I just started working in the haunted house industry, and that really, really, like I said, it got me both into makeup and acting. Um, and I have an obsession with zombies. So um, I just decided I wanted to do some zombie cosplay, got the whiteout contacts, and, um, you know, just YouTubed away <laughs> and kind of taught myself. So, um but yeah, I, I've been doing that. Uh started that seven years ago um and about four years ago I got into the um indie industry, um, indie movies. So um I've been doing both um makeup and acting for that as well. Um and I do set design, props, um, wardrobe, you need it, you name it, I'm your girl. So I love making movies, um and playing in makeup, playing in blood. It's it's my favorite thing, so <laughs> Um, and that's where I'm at today. So I often do both on set, too. I often do um, a role and um, also do my makeup stuff. So it's pretty fun. I'm pretty lucky. So, uh, you know, you mentioned that, uh, uh, you mentioned that uh, you know, you, uh, you, you are a little bit of a Brady cat. So uh, <laughs> is it easier for you uh, uh, to get over your fear by uh, putting scary makeup on other people so you know what is actually going on? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I mean, um, in putting them into makeup um, is uh, uh, definitely an art for me. Um, but, no, I'm still scared of the dark. I'm still, uh, when I'm walking around an empty school, I'm still looking for Freddy to pop out 
and get me. <laughs> so well, I, um, I have good news, though. Uh, being yes. on the show, probably your scariest experience. So as long as you pass that, you're good. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Very cool. <laughs> I was just uh, I was just lost in New York on a set on a shoot last week. I <laughs> I had a little uh, trip, uh, a little um, oh adventure, I guess. Um, so after I lived through that, I'm like, yeah, I can do anything. <laughs> uh, Heather Harlow's our guest here. We're on 89.1 Kins FM. We uh, we got about uh, 30 minutes here with Heather, and we're glad that you're here. I'm going to ask you a few more questions, and we'll. Uh, pass off to my call us and we'll uh, come back to me. But, uh, you know, we get all our information here on uh, Attitude Air Live from imdb.com. So if any of this information is inaccurate, uh, let me know. But according to IMDb, right now you have 17 upcoming projects. Is that accurate? Yes. Yes, that is. Wow. And yeah, uh, it, looks yeah. like, it looks like you have, uh, let's see, uh, uh, Camp Blood 666 coming in 2023, The Art of Killing, uh, The Third Channel, The Inn. Um, uh, um, let's see, and you got a couple coming in uh, 2024, Z Dead End, uh, Deranged, um, Witch on a Walker. That sounds interesting. Uh, Torture of the <laughs> Flesh, ten, uh, ten Roof, Echo of Slaughter, uh, Hollywood Slasher, Out the Gate. Uh, wow, interesting. Uh, and of course, there is some titles, uh, movies that uh, you've worked on that we can't mention here on the air because it's PG-13. But um, <laughs> you know, there there is, there is one that I uh, I really enjoy uh, where you played Ronnie. We can't talk about it, but you know which movie I'm referring to. Where I played who? I'm sorry. Where you played Ronnie? Ronnie. Yes, yes, I got you. I got you. Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, yes. And uh, for those of you who listen to our show from time to time, uh, you know that if you go to our website, um, or I mean our Facebook page, 89, um, 89.1 Ken's FM, like that, go to Attitude Arrow, Monday Live Monday, like that, do a $10 month donation, Power to Tower. We get you qualified to win an autograph from past guests, current guests, and future guests. If I'm not mistaken, I think Heather may be sending us a few for giveaways, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Yep. Absolutely. Right. And I'll send you that yeah, address the... At, the, uh, at the end. Yeah, the one uh, the one you were talking about has not been filmed yet, but it's definitely a fun one. I did think about what you were okay. talking about because it has not been filmed yet. But yeah, it's a uh, it's definitely fun. Perfect. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, introduce you to our resident wrestler. His name is Matthias. And uh, if anybody knows about, uh, well, he doesn't have to wear makeup, but uh, he does have to get patched up after a match or two, uh, especially. Uh, when he does his uh, thumbtack matches and all that. But, uh, Nightmare, what do you have for our guest? Go ahead. Well, welcome on to the show. Yes, you're talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's (laughs) number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed APW World Heavyweight Champion, Matthias here. Welcome onto my part of the program. No ego at all. None whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, my main, my, right now I've got a few questions. So first off, uh, who is one of your uh, major influences that um, helped guide you into the way of um, doing acting and makeup and stuff like that? Um, honestly, um, I didn't even know that this is what I wanted to do um, until you know, my mid thirties. 
And um, but I grew up watching, um, you know, Halloween, Friday Thirteenth, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, and just the amount of blood and gore um, has always kind of fascinated me since I was a kid. I've always liked dark and macabre things. Um, for sure, as far as acting goes, um, I, I looked up to actresses like Brittany Murphy. Um, I feel like she's taken way too soon, um, but she is such a great mm. actress with such a wide variety of roles. Um, and um, also um, uh, Lady Gaga is another one that I look up to. She's um, got so many very different talents um, as far as acting goes. Um, but... Yeah, even as far as, like, um, you know, the original Dawn of the Dead. Like, it was so simple, but it was so effective. And um, as far as makeup goes in it, it um, I don't know, just old 70s, 80s um, movies into the 90s into Scream and the Slashers, and they were just as bloody. Um, they were all, they. I think they all kind of made me into who I am today for sure. So you would say that uh, the like the horror movie would be your favorite genre then? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So then, what is your favorite subgenre? Is it the slasher? Is it the uh, thriller? Like the uh, the possession kind of stuff? Is it zombies? Uh, monster movies? What kind? Of, what uh, favorite is or what favorite subgenre of horror are you? Um, I would say it's gonna go between slashers and zombies. Um, I love them both equally and for different reasons. Um, uh, Michael Myers is my absolute favorite, um, but then again, like zombies are my heart. Um, <laughs> I I wanted to build a prosthetic. Um, I've never been to school um, for makeup or anything, um, and um, I wanted to build a prosthetic to make myself a zombie with no mouth, you know, with just teeth. And um, I just YouTubed it. Um, how to make this. I, I asked several people and no one could help me, so I just YouTubed it and um, and kind of t- taught myself. So that was really cool. But I, I wore it to um, um, Whorehound uh, in Indianapolis. Oh, it's probably been four, four years ago now. But I went third place with it, and um, it was really, 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 really cool. Um, and, yeah, for sure. So then, like a top, is there... Go, oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say it's a toss-up because I just love I love them both. You know what I mean? It's hard to pick one. So then, is there a movie out there? Because you, as you mentioned in the very beginning, you say like you're a fraidy cat, you're scared of the dark, uh, that kind of thing. Is there a movie out there that even when you watched when you're younger that will still get to you uh, to this day? Like will make you jump, make you cringe, etc. Uh, is there a movie out there that still does that to you? Uh, the, yes, the I mean, Freddie always, like, I have this weird relationship with him because <laughs> um, I was, like, seven and scared of everything when I was a kid, and my brother was 14, and I wasn't supposed to be watching, but I was watching anyway. No, no, not yet. Oh, boy. No, yeah, and that's crazy because I met um, Bill Mosley, who I really adore also as an actor. He's insane, and Otis terrifies me, but I've met him several times, and he's the sweetest guy, and it's so crazy, and I can't. But I can't separate, you know, the two as far as Freddie goes. But it, I, when you asked me that immediately, um, the um, Poltergeist 2 
the the okay. old man from Poltergeist too. He, I feel like I see him places. Like I feel like he's following me, but he makes me feel like a five year old kid. That guy is so scary. Um, I, I don't know the actor's name. I'm terrible about it, but he, what is his name? It's right there on the side. He terrified me in that that movie. Um, yeah, which is which is really weird. Um, Robert England. I don't know. Even the no, no, no. The the not Robert England, but from the the man in the black hat. Oh boy, from Poltergeist too. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's, like, that's kind of ringing. It's not ringing a bell right now for he's me like, either. He seems like he's like. Well, he's trying to get he's trying to get in the house and they can't. You know, they've got to let him in. He's he can't come out on his own. He's a demon or whatever. So, and he's mm. always singing like God is in. His holy temple. He's real creepy. If you've seen his picture, yeah. you'd know his, his. You know who he was. But anyway, very, very scary. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, uh, the sure. one thing that will, the one thing that'll always get to me, um, and I don't know if you've ever seen the um, uh, the movie Hatchet. If you're familiar with that uh, yes. series at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes. The one thing that will always get to me is in the original uh, Hatchet film, when they first meet Victor Crowley, and it's the second uh, kill of the film, when he kills the older lady from the group, and he puts his hands in her mouth and rips her and like jaw open in half. Yeah. Like, I always watch it, and it's like it doesn't scare me. It doesn't whatever, but like you can, I can just feel my cheeks ripping because I've had like lock jaw before where my, my jaw locks up. And you can't move right. it, and then all of a right. sudden, like you, and it just, it that just kept going. It's just, it makes me cringe like every time. But I mean, that's the only, yeah. that's the only time I've ever gotten any movie to, you know, get to me. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty intense way to die. It's, it's, it's not, it's yeah. not, it's not good. And it's the SFX no. is like, oh, that is nuts. Um, I know. That's why. That's why I had to ask you about that. If you knew that series, because. That one has some of the most creative effects and stuff that I have honestly ever seen in horror it, films. It really does. And I, the, some of the sets I've been on this year to um, assist with SFX and stuff, like, I can't believe, like, some of the tricks that are used. Some are so simple. Um, you would never guess, like, oh, my God, that's that was so simple and so exactly. creative. And um, I can't talk about a lot of it because it's not been released yet, but just so creative and so, like, Oh, and made out of stuff like soda bottles and, you know, paper towel empty rolls and whatever mm-hmm. I can get my hands on. And, you know, when I was talking about that SFX or the, when I went third place at Oround, like, that was all just, like, cotton, latex, and, like, I, like, I got the nail kit from Amazon where you do, like, fake nails, and they have, like, mm-hmm. 5,000 sizes, and then I just, like, looked in the mirror and matched the size to my teeth and, like, shaped those into teeth and, like, glued that all together. Well, I had to make, like, a um, – before I could do that, I had to make a cast of my head so it would fit my face perfectly. So a lot of the yeah. times, like, this would be, like, do not do this at home alone. <laughs> but I was like, oh, what's the worst that can happen? But you, you really have to wrap your whole head in um, plaster strips and then fill out everything um, with um, – uh, clay or plaster and then, you know, sand it all and, and have this, like, really cool, creepy, like, mold of my face and then I built it on that and then I could wear I wore it probably 20 times um, 
Yeah, yeah, it's 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 insane. Like the simplest stuff is used for stuff like that, and it's so effective because you like obviously know it's not real, but it still makes you cringe so hard. Like, holy yeah. shit! Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Holy, oh my gosh, she just ripped her head in half. You know what I mean? Like, oh boy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Heather Harlow's our guest here on eighty nine point one. Can I ask Kansas one more question, real yeah. quick? Go ahead. Okay. So my last question to you is: since you said Michael Myers is your favorite slasher. What yes. do you think of Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends? What did you think of those two films? Okay. Okay. So um, Halloween Kills was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. I loved how it ended. I was super pumped for um, Halloween Ends. Um, and honest to God, I have been on set. I was in a musical last month. I have not seen it yet. So I'm scared to watch it now <laughs> because I kind of liked I liked how it ended and I was so pumped to, like it was such a good movie to me um yeah. very nostalgic and um and now I'm like oh boy I don't know and I have a good friend who's very also Michael obsessed and he hated it so um yeah I don't know I I will I will tell you if you if Michael Myers is your favorite you may not like I honestly I didn't like it either. There was a few things I didn't like about it, and there was a few things I was just like, why are they doing this? But right. honestly, for me, it was it was underwhelming, especially for you know the film in general. Like they wanted this big big thing, and it it just kind of underperformed for me. But if you're definitely a big Michael film, you're definitely gonna go watch it. Like I was talking to uh, a girl named Nancy Ann Ritter, who was uh, the girl in the bathroom from Scream, from the original Scream. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And and we were talking about it, and we were talking about the remake or the new one they had just come out last year, or yeah, no, this year. We just the one that just came out this year, earlier this year, and she hadn't seen it yet. And I'm like, well, regardless, if you were like, if you were a fan of the originals and you continue watching the series, no matter how bad the reviews are, like if you hadn't seen it before, you're still gonna go see it. Like you're a big fan oh, yeah. of Michael Myers you're still going to go see the film. If you're a big fan For of the sure. Scream films, you're going to go see the Scream film. Like, it, no matter For what sure. it is, you still got to see it. And, like, for another yeah, series, absolutely. I want to go see the new Saw film when that comes out later next year. Of course I'm going to go yeah. see it. Even though, even yeah. though the whole thing, even though I liked the, the whole original series, one through eight or whatever, and then it, like, got messed up with Jigsaw and stuff, and the whole thing kind of went kaput, I'm still gonna go see right. the new ones, regardless. Right, of course, yeah. If you, why wouldn't you? Like, it's like you know. I mean, it doesn't mean it's like you just hope for the best. Um, but like I said, since I hadn't got to see it yet, I kind of. Uh, but I'm, de- I'm definitely gonna watch it, and uh, definitely out of morbid curiosity. But Michael, they said he's. But then I've heard he's in it just the same amount of the runtime as he was in the original. But yeah. I think maybe well, it was just a we'll bad to, story. We'll to, or we'll, yeah, what was that? Yeah, we'll we'll discuss this again. Let me watch it, and uh, I'll tell you what I think. But I did love the Halloween Kills. I was really, really happy with that. And so that's why I'm so bummed, because I was like, oh, God, oh, man. Like, that death at the end was, like, so intense, and I was not, I was, oh, it was so good. It was, and Michael was so vicious. He was very yeah. vicious. I, I was like, what is happening? I like this. But he was definitely um, very he, more He just became uh, pure evil at that point. Yeah, yeah, he did, he did. So let me let me watch that and I'll get back to you because uh, I'm a little disheartened about it, but I'm definitely going to watch it <laughs> for sure. Excellent. So anything um, with Michael a, in it. But thank you so much. 
Heather Harlow is our guest here on 89.1 Kens FM here. we got about uh, 15 minutes here. Now, I was going to ask a, a couple of different uh, questions about makeup uh, that uh, you yes. uh, techniques and whatnot. Now, yes. there's, you know, there's different techniques, for, I'm sure, for making bruises and, uh, you know, making cuts and whatnot. Uh, what what is uh, worse, doing uh, just like straight makeup or applying prosthetics? You mean like more difficult, or do you mean like yeah. which do I enjoy more? Well, both. Well, well, both. <laughs> both, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I love doing um, bruising and cuts. Um, prosthetics are fun. Um, they are more. Um, I definitely think it's funner to do makeup as far as bruising cuts and 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 things like that because the prosthetics you're just gluing them on and blending them in. Although it can be really cool if you're doing like a slice neck or something. But um, I've recently started using recently in probably the last two years. I started using silicone instead of latex. Um, and I really like to do, um, it, there's, it's so seamless on the skin. There's no, there's nothing to blend. It just, you just, it's two different parts. You have part A and part B and you have to mix some of each and then you just have this wonderful material and it does, I mean, it eventually does, you know, you only have so much to use it, but it stays warm on the skin for you. It's very pliable, you know, so you can, um, apply it and then, you know, use this, the other end of a spatula, which is pointy, and just dig away at that and make it, um, it, it looks so realistic because there's no, like with latex, it's a lot, I mean, you can do it, you can definitely use it, and it, it's just a lot more harder to hide the seam, um, but bruising is fantastic, um, bruising and cuts, I like to do realism, I like to do stuff that looks like I just had an accident, <laughs> bruised up my knees, anything like that um, is really what excites me when it comes to, like, makeup in that um, sort of sense. And I just discovered alcohol-activated makeup, which I was using water-based, um, but the alcohol-activated gives me so much more control um, because I can, you know, apply it to someone and then take a Q-tip with just a little bit of alcohol because alcohol is the only thing that will take it off of them and, and really do um, a lot of detail. So, um, but yeah, and uh, um, prosthetics are fun as well, but I, I don't find them as interesting. I feel like I could be more art- artistic with um, with actual paint. Um, and I, I got to do a witch for, um, I did Camp Blood 666. I was in the movie, but um, a lot of times, at least this year, SFX artists have been falling off the face. They had an artist, uh, but he um, did not come through. So um, I actually um, stepped in and I got to paint a witch, which was really cool, um, and lots of blood. But yeah, I would definitely say the latter of the two, painting and painting and creating, is is, is much more my um, forte uh, as far as what I enjoy more. And what is the what is the longest that you've ever had uh, anyone in a makeup chair? Um, uh, uh, probably about two hours, two and a half hours, I would say. Um, I, uh, I was the head FX artist on Final Summer, uh, which we filmed in Danville, Illinois, um, at a Boy Scout camp. And, um, we did some pretty cool kills on that. Um, it's, it's out so I can talk about it a little bit more, but, um, I got to do a gunshot squib, um, which was really insane, um, and it, it's just so cool how it comes out, you know, because some of the stuff I had never done, and I just, the director needed it, so I learned how to do it on YouTube, and then I did it. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, um, uh, I was going back to what I was going to say. No. Oh yeah. Two hours, probably two hours. Um, just with that silicone, it takes, you know, a long time in, in detail. Um, we had someone that almost died. He was supposed to be bleeding out, but he was very blue, blue in the face and uh, lots of blood, lots of, uh, he had a squib as well. So, um, it was cool. For sure. Which uh, which feature have you worked on that had the most uh, intense makeup? Um, you know, the, you know, like everybody had to be in makeup. I mean, like everybody's in the chair for an hour. What uh, has been the most makeup intense movie that you've been on? Uh, that would easily be Final Summer. I did um, SFX and props, and I did also the beauty and hair. So um, I. It was insane. <laughs> I was the key artist and the only artist, so um, I loved every minute of it, but it was definitely stressful because um, I would go from doing um, beauty and hair for the whole cast, ma- male and female, and then switch to doing um, getting an SFX um, gag ready. So, And we shot from 6.30 p.m. till 6.30 a.m. for 12 days. Um, so it was intense, and uh, uh, but totally fun, and uh, I learned a lot on that set. For sure, check that one out. Final Summer is that is the name of that one. So, you know, and I'm thinking that uh, Halloween must be uh, a fun time for you. It is. It is. Halloween is in my heart. It's every day of the year for me. Um, but Halloween is definitely a special time of the year, and I do um, have people reach out to me to do makeup. Um, and you know, it's just, it's, it's. I think it's why the movie Halloween 1978 is my favorite. It's just. No matter when it, when it is, when I watch it, it's it's Halloween time. It's my favorite time of year. It's I've, I've loved dressing up since I was a kid and playing in makeup and 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 playing make believe. So um, yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree with you. <laughs> it's it's a fun time. I like to I like to make people bloody and scary, and then you know you can tell when people are scared, and then you just push them a little bit further. <laughs> but I love getting those screams, and um, you know, yeah, for sure, spreading that Halloween cheer. <laughs> So, you know, I was also thinking that with all your makeup that you can do, if you ever, uh, you know, ever retire from this and, uh, you know, have to get like a a regular job, I'm sure that you would be a hit at office Christmas parties. Right. (laughs) That's so right. Right. We could turn the whole whole, uh, group into uh, zombies. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Or who's? Or zombie who's? Yeah, yeah, can you imagine that for a, uh, a, a company Christmas card? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Make, makeup done by Heather Harlow. <laughs> <laughs> I'd totally hate if anybody wants to do that. <laughs> yeah, Heather Harlow's here on 89.1 Kent FM. we got about the seven minutes here left with uh, Heather. So now, uh, what is your favorite uh, part of uh, – being on set is it the fact that uh, you get to do the makeup for everybody or uh is it that uh you get to give advice on how certain uh, makeup should be done to the directors Does that ever happen uh, do they ever uh ask you like how would you do this or how how should we do this or is basically the director have full say um and normally yeah they reach out to me quite often um and, and it's great i le- i love um I love the camaraderie. I love all these people coming. All these people coming from all different areas together to um, make this 
you know, movie magic. And um, uh, I, I always feel appreciative. And um, often they do ask me, you know, well, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? Or, um, and it's a blast. I love doing that. I love doing set design. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I love just the, the, like I said, the camaraderie and the everyone coming together to make this cool um, project that is, is just, you know, didn't have to be done, but someone wrote it and now we're bringing it to life and it's just, it's so cool to me. It's like, it's the best thing ever. I'm such a lucky person to get to do that for sure. And, you know, I'll understand if you don't want to answer this, but has there ever been like a project uh, that you worked on or a movie that you worked on that you're like, no, I'm never going to work for this entity again? Not yet. (laughs) Um, there, there are some things that have happened where I know I won't work with those people in the future, but never worked with them yet anyway. Um, but there, I would not say there's a project that I worked on that I wouldn't, um, go back to at all. Um, sometimes it gets stressful, um, but you know, it's always, it's always a positive experience for me so far. Um, so Yeah. And has there, has there ever been a project that uh, you've been on that, uh, you know, the, the director was just, like, completely uh, awestruck by all your work, that they're like, you know what, every time I do a movie, I'm calling you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a people who call me their right-hand gal. I'm I'm real lucky. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I would say yes for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, like I said, I, I'm I'm not above anything. I, I love to act. I love to do makeup. But if you need me to run and get coffee, you know, you, one time I had to go to several different Walmart, Walmarts to buy matching blue curtains to make this office. Like, I just I just like being on set. Um, it's it's home for me. Um, and so I would definitely say yeah. There's a couple people who who know that I have their backs and uh, <laughs> want to work with me again, and we're real happy with me. So I'm I'm very lucky. Well, you know, you kind of sound like me. Everybody that's ever been on the show that's been a director and actor, I would say, hey, if you need uh, someone to be an extra, I'll come uh, I'll come work for you. All you got to do is give me a hot dog and place to sleep on the set, and I'll go get your coffee, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, PA work. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I'll sleep in the tub. They'll know. Like, I don't have a ride. I'll hitchhike here. My mom's like, Heather, you, you cannot be hitchhiking. <laughs> like, I was born in the wrong era, but, you know, I do what I got to do to get to set, and I'll sleep wherever, you know, just make sure I'm fed. And, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. We'll get you on set. It's a good time. And, uh, you know, there's ne- there's never a role too small, you know, even when you're an extra. Um, you're still acting, so I've I've been extra many times, and, you know, you, you always learn. It's always a, a learning experience. So we'll, we'll definitely have you. <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, you know, I'll have to bring Matthias with me as well because uh, he he'd be he'd oh, be fun to be with as well. Of would course, you, Matthias, course. would you be game for that? Oh, absolutely. Like I said, every time opportunity presents itself, you know, you you, you got to take it. But remember, if they fire me and they keep you, you got, you just got to walk off set, though. That's just the rule. Well, I mean, you know, I could always share in a little bit of the little bit of money that I make or some of the experiences, you know, I could get you maybe back on set if I'm uh, if I'm doing well enough. You never know. <laughs> uh so we got uh, we got about uh, 2 minutes here with uh Heather. Uh so what 
if our fans want to check you out and see if you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, what do you got? <laughs> well, some of those. Some of those I can't figure out. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, I am on Facebook. You can find my um, IMDb, imdb.com. Uh, uh, I think it's me slash Heather Harlow. Um, same thing with uh, Instagram. It's Heather Harlow Official. Um, same thing with Facebook, Heather Arlo Official One. Um, I do have a TikTok. Uh, I've not really started it yet. Um, but look for that because I'm going to plan on doing lots of cool makeup stuff on that when I get it figured out. So um, I wanted to do it from my laptop, but apparently you have to do it from the phone. So I'm, I'm working on that. <laughs> Me and technology are not the best of friends, but that's okay. We'll figure it out. But yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you guys checking me out, and uh, all my stuff is on there, all my stuff coming up, um, and I always announce everything on Facebook, too, so. All right, well, I'll tell you what, uh, we do appreciate uh, you, Heather, for being with us tonight. You are awesome, and uh, we would definitely love to have you on again, and uh, we'll stay in contact with you, and, uh, you know, I understand when I call you, you don't answer the phone like everybody else does, but, uh, it's you know, uh I, I, I experienced that when I was a debt collector, but that's a whole other story. All right, so I do appreciate you, Heather. You are awesome, and we will uh, be in touch. And if you could send us a few autographs, uh, maybe even like a, uh, I don't know, even like a little uh, piece of like uh, uh, a thing that you keep like makeup in or something, uh, you know, an autograph makeup thing or something like a compact or something, that would be even cooler too. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah, I can, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Heather, you are awesome. Thank you very much. We love you. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to the next time. You guys have a great night. Thank you so much again. Awesome. Heather Harlow, ladies and gentlemen, that was interesting, huh, Matthias? Absolutely. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, we have uh, we got to take a quick little commercial break, and then our, we'll get to our next guest after these messages, so stick with us. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Kens FM. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. He is the man that puts everything on film and more. And he, uh, if you look at some of his promo pictures, the future's so bright, he's got to wear shades. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man right now. He is Rod Smith. Hey, this is Rod Smith. Uh, you're listening to Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. Hey, Rod, how are you, buddy? Good to have you with us. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. This is actually kind of like the middle of the night for me, so bear with me. Okay. Well, yeah, just as long as you remember the uh, the little reminder of the uh, disclaimer I gave you when I told you to call in, uh, the whole, you know what I'm talking about. As long as you remember that, we're good. Uh, what time is it where you're at right yeah. now then, Rod? 
Well, actually, I mean, um, uh, let's see here. It's only 847, but my wake-up call is at 2 a.m. Oh, uh, you, are you are you uh, do you have a are you filming are you on set or what? No, actually, you know I work with the criminally insane, and uh, I live in the mountains, and so uh, I'm actually at most mornings I get up at two, head out at three, get to the uh, uh, prison over there about oh three forty five, and and that's my day, you know, wow. and. Uh, so and I and I I work really part time normally there because most of the time I, I'm either filming or writing or working on somebody else's deal. All right. So here's what we're going to do then. Uh, you you mentioned what your what your current career is, but if you could give us a little background about yourself, I'll ask you a few questions and then we'll do a roundtable and we'll come yeah. back to me and I'll try and get me a job. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So go ahead. Give us a little background. So. Alright, so um you know, I, I entered the Marine Corps at fifteen, uh went to Vietnam. Uh I uh left the Marine Corps after twenty years as a sergeant major. Uh I got into the film uh, area really because I, I worked for a company out of California that did personal protection work for uh, producers, for actors, for business people, and that's how I started to meet <clears throat> a lot of different people in the film industry, and um, I was kind of a novice writer during that time, and a number of actors said to me, you know, Rod, you really need to do screenplays, and that's really how I started. Was I started doing screenplays, um, got connected with a few people, and I did what they used to call years ago the... Uh, selling treatments, basically selling a plot, right? Uh, you're, you've got your plot, your characters, uh, really no uh, dialogue. And I was selling it to different uh, uh, companies and, and different uh, writers and stuff. And, you know, I could putz around with it and be involved. Um, had a couple of movies that, that I wrote that went to Lionsgate hated the way that the director and I, we differed on how the movie should be done. I wrote it one way, he did it a different way, and I, at the end of it I said, you know what, dude, uh, if you're ever going to be happy with this, you're going to do it yourself, start to finish. And that's what I've been doing. So basically you have the uh, take no prisoners attitude then. Yeah, I'm a Marine through and through. You know, um, that's how I am. You know, if you're going to get the job done, it has to be to your satisfaction. You just you just have to be part of it. Now, was there is is there any with that with that being said, is there any room for a negotiation, or is it just basically my way or the highway? No, I'm the type of guy that if if if, if let's say you're my actor, and we discuss how it's going to happen, I. I listen to everything you have to say, and if you have better ideas, a better approach, then I'm willing to do it. But once we agree, then that's how we're going to do it. And I would say 70% of the time I go with what the actor thinks when it comes to their character and how we might approach something. Um, you know, I think that's really important because it, I, I, I think that when – you destroy the creativity in your actors, you're done. Because then it's really, it, it's not something they enjoy, and you can see it on film. 
Well, that's kind of cool. Now, is there uh, ever uh, – I'm going to ask a few more questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back, like say, trying yeah. to give me a job. But uh, before we do this here, we just got to take a quick little uh, timeout uh, to do a legal thing, and then we'll be right back. The following announcement. Yeah. Oops, wrong one. Sorry. Uh, we'll do this, this one right here. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZFM, Holly, Fargo, Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. All right, and we are back. We have Rod Smith as our guest here. Now, uh, one thing I do want to ask uh, about, Rob, uh, we have about uh, 23 minutes here with the man. I'm going uh, to do a, a roundtable, and I'm going to come back and ask you. There's a, a lot of your production I want to ask about, uh, probably one of my uh, uh, one of my favorite projects uh, that you uh that uh, I want to talk to you about is the lockdown and the legacy. But uh, before we do that, I want to introduce you to our resident wrestler. His name is the modern nightmare, Matthias. Uh, what do you have for our guest, Mr. Smith? And we have 22 minutes. Go ahead. Well, first off, yes, I want to uh, welcome you on to my part of the program. This is the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed APW World Heavyweight Champion, Matthias, welcome on to my part of the program. Um, I guess one of my main questions to you right now would be, what was one of your favorite uh, genres of film growing up? Mysteries. You know, okay. um, the, you know I, I loved all of the old, uh, oh, The Thin Man. Right. You know, that's from the 30s and early 40s where mm-hmm. you have you have this situation where the, you're you're going to figure out who did it. Right. I loved that. And I love I loved any kind of um, psychological horror that had a mystery to it. Right. I don't I'm not a f- big fan of films where I know who who the bad guy is from the start all the way through to the end. Um, I'm kind of a Hitchcock guy, you know, I like, I like the era of psycho and things where you weren't really sure till the end what for sure what the deal was. That's my thing. Okay. And then, um, as I asked our previous guest, we were talking about horror movies as well. Um, with our first guest, is there a film that you watched either back then or that you currently watch? that no matter what you'll no matter when you'll watch it whoever with you'll watch it whatever it'll always like get to you like whether it makes you cringe makes you jump makes you feel emotional like any uh film like that and i believe he was on yeah, hold during that time too say that again to me i'm sorry well no i i think you are uh, yeah, uh, you're on hold so, when uh, he was talking about that i very well could have uh could have been i you know, like, for example, Rosemary's Baby, okay? Um, that film has tension in it all the way through. And even, even the 200th time you see it, you still feel her tension. You feel um, the tension between her and her future baby, the, te- the tension between her and her husband, the neighbors. I love that side of it. Um, I loved The Exorcist. It's still, to this day, one of my favorites because, again, uh, I think they did a great job of 
creating constant tension. Um, and that even when you've seen it many times, you still have this sense of, oh, my God, what's going to happen to this poor girl? Mm. Yeah, when I was talking to the previous guest, I was talking to I asked her if there was like a horror movie that always made her jump. And uh, for me personally, there, there are two films that will always get to me. Um, I mentioned to her it was the first um, uh, first Hatchet film where of the second kill of that film where the chick got uh, the older female uh, got her head ripped in half. But there's also one film, like when you were talking about with Rosemary's Baby, when you could feel the tension and stuff like that. There's a movie called Radio that starred Cuba Gooding Jr. and Ed Harris. I don't know if you're familiar with that film at all. It was made back like in 2003. Yeah. Yeah, it was, that, that it was film, late 80s, wasn't it? Uh, 2003 was actually when that film was made. Oh, I Lord. I'm thinking of, I'm, I think I'm thinking of something else. But, no, I, yeah, I mean, um, Hatcher, I think, was great. It, and, again, you have to um, – there, there's really, in my mind, I know there's separate genres of horror. Uh, I like to think of it from the perspective that there are really two types – that guide those, and that's there's very direct horror, the jumps, the blood, this sort of thing, and then there's indirect horror, and that's more constant suspense. And so, I, I'm I'm I think that um, you know, I I'm not a big fan of the blood and gore. That's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one thing that um, I always like I. I'm a big slasher fan, but when there becomes yeah. too much blood and gore, um, then it just kind of gets repugnant. I like it when it's uh, when there's like minimal, but the 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 thrills are still there. Like for me, honestly, I know that the um, the Saw films myself, like I don't really like them for all the I don't like them for all the gore that they have. I like them in for the story because it's been like a big who done it, who set up this trap, who's a part of this game who caused this game, that kind of thing. That was one of my favorite films because of the story that was built up through eight films, you know? Yeah, I absolutely agree because that's, the, that's truly one of the films you can point to and say that's the perfect blend of blood and suspense and the tension. I think, it's a, I, I think that especially the first one is a great, great movie. Absolutely. And then it, it always built up with the with the gore and stuff like that but it also like you know sometimes it was a little too much or too you know why did you do all that but it was also like you know to creep out the the fans and stuff like that but the true fans were always into just to go for the story or like with uh and there's certain series of films that i like because they're minimal on the gore is honestly for me one of my favorite slasher films is the scream franchise only because it's oh, just yeah. a basically who it was a who done it and it's minimal on the gore but you know it was like you can it, it's almost kind of easy to tell like you said you really don't like the films where you know immediately who the bad guy is going in till the end and it's like there's some of them where you can you know tell if you're a true horror fan and then there's some that you're like whoa I didn't even see that coming you know yeah and I th- and I again the first two screams I thought were really good. 
I, I do agree. Like, I, I watched the first one back when I was younger, and I really liked it. And the second one I enjoyed, and I was actually shocked that they um, murdered off Randy. I mean, I knew one of the characters had to go. I just was kind of – I was kind of shocked it was Randy myself, but uh, and then building up into number three, no one liked three because um, of that voice changer, and then four was all right. I li- I liked it myself, and then this new one in 2022, I actually liked that one, uh, but I could I could tell who the who the killer was in like near the very beginning. You could kind of just tell if you really paid attention. That was one in that kind of stunk about it but other than that i i actually really yeah. liked it bringing back sydney and stuff but i don't like personally how with this new one that they got coming out if i'm not mistaken from what i've heard uh nev campbell will not be in it and that's one thing that's gonna really affect me going into seeing the new one but i'm still gonna see it regardless because i'm a big fan yeah she's she really is you know she's uh norman from Psycho. If you do in a Psycho and you don't have Norman, you, you there's just something about it that doesn't mix. Yeah, and, and, and it also works with, like, for me personally, Kane Hodder is my Jason. You can't do a Nightmare on Elm Street without Robert England. You can't do, yeah. you know, you can't, like I said, Freddy Krueger can't be not Robert England. You can't, like, for me, like I said, Kane Hodder is my Jason. You can't do a specific... Yeah. Like I, I like uh, uh, what's his name? I'm trying to think of the original guy who played Michael Myers. I liked how he played him, the 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 original original shape. Or you can't have a Halloween without Jamie Lynn Curtis. You can't have a Scream without Nev Campbell because they're just they've been so ingrained into the series. They're just it's just a part of them, you know. Exactly. I I totally agree with that. And then um, my last question you would be, what was one of your uh, biggest influences growing up that helped lead you down the career of becoming like a director and stuff like that? Charlie Chaplin. Fair enough. Um, you know, he, he was a guy that um, he early on got fed up because they kept people wanted to alter his character and they wanted to change things and they wanted to mess with things. And he stood up one day and said, you know what, screw this. I'll, I'll buy my own building. I'll do my own thing and I'll do it. And I thought forever I was just going to be a writer and a cinematographer until I saw how he worked. And when I, when I realized that I said, you know, I can do this. Okay. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, directors, as probably you had already could tell, would be uh, Wes Craven, for sure. But I think, uh, uh, what the heck's his name now? I can't believe I'm about to forget his name. Um, Carpenter. Uh, What the heck? John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Carpenter, With the way he he influenced the horror films, and then Wes Craven coming along with all those other films, is like, those are probably two of my favorite directors, and not just because they're horror films, but... Just in general, I like the way all their films were uh, were made. Yeah, I think you're talking about two guys who are both, I think, um, really great, great, great directors, especially for horror. But they both did other things, and I I yeah. think they were masters. Absolutely. 
Rod Smith is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. So now, uh, um, Rod, I want to talk to you about, uh, we want to talk a little bit about some of the uh, projects that you got going on now and uh, what uh, you're up to in uh, 2023. How many different projects right now do you have on the books? I don't know. Um, uh, I imagine that, that I'm named on because there's a lot of crap I've done in the past that I never IMDb'd. But um, I'm going to think of, there's lockdown, there's Mayday, uh, Bethlehem. I, I'm gonna, I guess they're in the past. There's seven or eight, right, that are down. Uh, and I probably have eight in the future uh, that I've got put together. Uh, and to be honest with you, I was approached by someone just the other day, and when I did the legacy, when I when I wrote and we did the legacy, you know, the legacy is a trilogy of films, okay? And uh-huh. I chose I chose to do the last one first because it okay. left the audience with the most it left the audience with the most questions about who was Vincent. People who watch that film. Uh, God willing, I designed it right. They're all waiting for Vincent to show up. They think it's his house. We're talking about Vincent. When's he going to show up? And he doesn't. Okay. And so everybody always asks me, tell me about Vincent. Well, I'd already written one and two. And so in 2023, uh, probably about early May, we'll shoot um, – uh, the legacy is called the legacy, the possession. And then uh, late 23, we'll shoot the legacy cognitive psychosis. Okay. And those names and those, those titles may change. Um, But I did the last one because I, I wanted it to be to end where it's up in the air. Okay, so so you're going to leave it open for the possibility of having another one? Well, I wanted it open to the idea of questions about – I wanted it to be a complete movie, but I also wanted people to want to understand more about Vincent, more about Ricci, more about Katie, you know, these different people that are in the, in the film. And so that's why I did number three first. And so now I'm going to do number one, and I, I imagine I'll have it out by Christmas of, of uh, 2023, and then um, probably have the other one by summer of 2024. So now, so basically, you you started with the uh, you started with part three, like you said, you're going from one to two. Now, with with that being said, don't you think that uh, some uh, that watch the film might uh, get confused on what is happening? Okay, so my answer to you is, is, is think about a couple different movies you've seen like this. Like, you know, when they did The Godfather, when they went back and talked to audience people and, and critics and things, everybody said the same thing. They wanted to understand Okay, the Godfather. They wanted to understand what his roots were and how how it worked. Right now, they had two stories going on at one time in that in that movie. Right, um, and in mine, I'll have two stories going on to some degree also. Okay, but um, 
sometimes there are films where you design them so that you can go backwards and, um, and fill in what people never understood. And I think that I think I'm, you know, again, you take a chance, but I'm rolling the dice and I think that that's how it'll work. So I, I guess, you know, when I think the way that you said that, we have a Rod Smith, I guess we've got about uh, eight minutes here left with Rod. Uh, but, you know, the way that you mentioned that, it, it kind of reminds me of kind of like what they did with um, Star Wars. You know, everybody thinks that the original Star Wars was about Luke Skywalker, but actually the whole series uh, with the prequels is actually all about Anakin Skywalker. Because people thought, because they never saw the original three until later, that they thought, uh, Star Wars was about uh, Luke Skywalker. Is that kind of the same thing, or am I a little off on that? I, 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 no, I think it is, but I think the missing element with how far they go back, right, mm-hmm. is that, that you know, to me, the first three films really are the films. I mean, they, they were great, okay? Uh, I wasn't as interested later because I lost touch with all the – the characters I really liked. Right. And uh, what, um, you know, with uh, your, you know, the project that you've got coming up, uh, part one and part two, uh, are you, um, are you always looking for uh, extras and actors or do you have uh, pretty much uh, said who you want to have in the films? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, 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 right now I have, I have not done any auditioning. Okay, um, I have a number of people that I'm really interested in, but I but I haven't done any auditioning. The only person I know that's got a role is my wife because I got to live with her. That's it. Okay, that's the only person I know. Um, but yeah, I, you know, like for example, you know, I'm I, I glance through your pictures and stuff. I've got this role of this guy who is. Um, He's the, um, in a sense, he's like the, I don't want to give too much away, but he's in a sense kind of like um, Obi-Wan Kenobi a little bit since we brought up Star Star Wars in the sense that he's he's the guiding light. He's the guy that's, that's going to pull the main character through the film, okay? Mm-hmm. And there's another there's another one who's an antagonist who's also in a sense the guiding darkness, again guiding our antagonist through the film. And oh, that's um, cool. it's so so and and you know I was looking at your face and I thought, dude, you know he, he could be I'll, for the lack of I don't want to go too deep into it, but I'll just say that he could be the angel. That's cool. The angel in the sense, the angel in the sense of the Gnostic tradition, not the Christian tradition, in the sense that angels can be good and angels can be evil in Gnostic tradition. That's awesome. Uh, we have uh, Rod Smith as our guest here. We got about uh, four minutes here, and those of you who listen to our show from regular time know that if you uh, go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era Monday Live Monday, like that, go to eighty nine point one Ken's FM, like that, do a ten dollar month donation to Power the Tower. We'll get you uh, qualified to win an autograph picture from past guests, current guests, or future guests. Uh, Rod, would you be willing to send us a few forgiveness? Yeah. Now I sent you some pictures of my wife that she wanted you sent. Oh, that's. 
Um, that's right. That's right. I'm uh, sorry. That's I, right. And I was uh, because she was yeah because she was one of the leads in the film. But uh, I have something that maybe people would like. Okay, that if you if you want if you want to give it away, you can you can do that, and I'll send it out to you. And that's the original mask for the demon. It's actually the 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 latex and everything laid out on the demon, right? And I've got the whole setup, and they can have it. Well, I'll tell you what. If you so uh, you have I'll the address, if you. you'd send that too, I would appreciate that. We we can uh, we can Not use a problem. that. All right. I, I will. Uh, I will, it'll probably be early next week before I'm able to get it out. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Rod Smith, our guest here. We got about uh, three minutes here left. Uh, now, real quick here, and I've, our fans knew this was going to come. So, uh, what would I have to do to come work for you? Uh, all I require is a place to sleep on the set, some hot dogs that you toss me, and I'll, you know, uh, you know, during the day I'll get your coffee and all that other stuff. I'll do whatever you need to do. But I'd love to come work for you. So here, here, here's what I would say. Um, I will, as soon as I put the final touches on all of this stuff with, uh, with this person, the angel, okay, mm-hmm. I will send it to you, okay? Okay. And I will send it to you. If it's something that sounds like you like, you can audition for it. If you do a good job, you can have the part. And if not, there are, there are some roles of people that are smaller roles I've got I've got the role of kind of the bad priest, and you're and you can have that right now. Right now, you can have it. Awesome. I, I think I I think I would be perfect at that. Uh, and I'll tell you what, if if you don't mind, can I bring Matthias with me too? Well, yeah, he can he can he can uh, be on the on the film if he wants to be on the film. Uh, well, we can't write in a wrestler for him, but we can do something. Oh well, he's more he's more versed than being a wrestler. I mean, if you need a if you need a guy that can play a bouncer, uh, if you need a guy that can play an egomaniac, uh, if you can take if you want to uh, cast a guy that gets thrown through a plate glass window, he's all that and more. Well, I got it. I have maybe what might work for him: undercover cop SWAT attachment. So oh, okay. There's at the very at the very very end of the film. There is this undercover cop who has been tracking our here our antagonist and our hero, okay, and he's attached to SWAT when he come when he comes in and they kind of come in and stuff like that. But um, I can he, he's welcome to have that position. You kind of need a big guy who's kind of rough and tumble. Uh, Matthias, you down? Absolutely, let's do it. All right, there you go. So, right. hey, Rod, uh, you have us for as many films as you want. Uh, you know, uh, I you know, uh, I, I usually like to be overbearing sometimes, and I, I can be a pest, but I will do whatever you need me to do to get uh, this part. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, send it to. Uh, we'll both read it, and uh, we'll we'll do whatever we can. Uh, I'll have uh, Matthias drive drive us out there, and uh, I'll pay for all the fuel. Uh, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll come work for you. We'll have some fun. Hell yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. Awesome. So yeah, well, I'll tell you what, you, Rod. And if you get a chance, watch the legacy, and at the end of it, ask the questions. What do you want to see? Because that's what I'm going to be shown in one and two. Awesome. 
Uh, Rod Smith, our guest here, uh, real quick here. Uh, we got about uh, 30 seconds. If our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, um, that's pretty much what I've got. That's me. IMDB, of course, Rod Smith, uh, 25. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Rod, I, I can't wait uh, for us to meet in person, and uh, we will definitely do whatever we have to do to get out there for you. You are the best man. And then uh, also, uh, I'll put this little uh, uh, nugget out there. Uh, you cast him and I, in the, me and Matthias in the film, we can uh, show it here at the Fargo Theater, and I guarantee you uh, it'll be a sellout here because Matthias and myself are in it. And I guarantee you, you will be treated like a um, a god here in Fargo by putting us in the film. I guarantee that. As, as long as you guys don't put me in a wood chipper, I'm fine going to Fargo. Well, you know, it's funny that wood chipper is here at our visitor center, so we'll we'll make sure you, <laughs> we keep you away from that. It is actually here. I appreciate here. it. I, I awesome. actually believe you. I really do. All right, man. Well, thank you, you so much for the time. I, it was a great time for me. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, bud. All right. Rod Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so what we're going to do here real quick here, uh, we need to take a quick little time out, and uh, we will uh, have uh, our next guest uh, after these messages. So stick with us after we play my favorite commercial ever on 89.1 Ken's FM. Ladies and gentlemen, the new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks, along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, the most beautiful woman to ever Grace, the big screen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I give you my favorite. She is the lovely. She is the beautiful. She is the gal that wouldn't even give me the time of day if I got her a watch. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Joe Anna Heckman. <laughs> hey, this is Joe Anna Heckman, a.k.a. Gene Heathen. You're listening to Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 KNSFM. With your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hotzer, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. <laughs> Man, I, I'll tell Hello. you, you know, um, yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, this is, uh, I think, the fifth week in a row we've had someone with an awesome accent, so uh, thank you for bringing that with you. We appreciate that. Yeah, it's uh, hard to get out of it once you get into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we have uh, we have uh, Joanne Hickman as our guest here on eighty nine point one Kens FM. We got thirty seven minutes. I wish it were thirty seven years, but we're going to go through and talk about a lot of your stuff, and then uh, uh, we'll do a roundtable. Then we'll come back to me and I'll ask you the tougher questions. I may even ask you for a date, but anyway, uh, we'll talk about that later. But uh, so, give us a little background about yourself. Uh, uh, would you? Uh, 
prefer Miss uh, uh, Heckman, uh, Miss Heathen? Uh, how how should we address you first off? Uh, you can just call me Joe. That's fine. <laughs> okay, Joe. So if you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll uh, have some fun, and uh, we'll talk to you. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, I started in, uh, like, dance um, when I was seven years old with ballet and tap, and um, kind of went on from there to uh, learn many other forms of dance and theater I got into. So, um, yeah, by the time I graduated, I started to teach at the Predestor Dance Studios and went on to uh, compete and travel around the world and become a, um, a national ballroom dance champion. And um, and also a dance director of the studios, and then I moved out to the West Coast to be, um, well, Vegas, to be in a magic show with uh, lions and tigers, no bears, but a buffalo and a, and a cougar <laughs> and <laughs> a white Siberian wolf, and um, and I, I got into films, um, yeah, when I moved out to Vegas, more, more so. So um, let's say I got my SAG card on Casino, if you, got, you guys remember that movie with Robert De Niro. Right. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, I do have a little story about that. Um, I I was bumped up to be a cocktail waitress on that and then have a scene with Sharon Stone. And uh, we did a couple of takes. And then she goes to Martin Scorsese and says, uh, uh, I don't want to do the scene with her. In fact, I don't want her 20 feet from me at any given time. And really? Scorsese was, yeah. That's not nice. Um, I know, right? And I'm I'm sitting here thinking, like, uh, I'm young, I'm a nobody. I'm like, well, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, what the heck? <laughs> um, well, as long as you don't say any of the big Scorsese, seven, you're fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so Scorsese was really irritated with that, and he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, and, and he really doesn't want to be bothered with that kind of stuff, and he's creating a masterpiece, right? So um I, it didn't matter to me because I still got my SAG card out of it, and um, that's fine. And uh, at every given time, like, I worked on that film for three months, like five or six days a week. And they pretty much let me, after a while, just kind of walk everywhere. So I I, <laughs> I admit that I would walk uh, anywhere she was and, <laughs> and kind of actually <laughs> bump into her. And <laughs> And you can see that in the film, actually. <laughs> uh, jo- uh, Joanne Heckman is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM, and uh, we got about uh, 33 minutes here with uh, uh, Joe. And, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of movies I want to ask you about. Um, and then, uh, sure. uh, But uh, before we do that, uh, I'm going to make a list of uh, what, we, uh, what we got you in as an actress, uh, you know, Death Club 2022 and – Bridge of the Dooms, Z Dead End, uh, Bermuda uh, Island, uh, Night of the Tommy Knockers, Bridge of uh, Live Escape, uh, Death Court, Happy Hour, Attack of the Unknown, a lot, lot of, a uh, lot of good films. But the one thing that uh, uh, we're, I'm going to save until we come back to me, I'm going to ask you about Arena Wars, okay? Because I really oh, yes. am looking forward to talking <laughs> about this. That is why. Uh, well, that's not the only reason why we have you on the show, but that is one of the reasons why we have you here to talk about that movie. But before I do that, uh, I want to introduce you to Matthias, and uh, he's looking. Uh, he wants to be your bodyguard. Uh, so, uh, Matthias, uh, what do you got for a guest? Go ahead. Well, yes, you're talking to a man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, 
undisputed APW World Heavyweight Champion, Matthias here. Welcome on to my part of the program. Yes, if you ever need a bodyguard, I'm six foot three, 260 pounds, and I can catch a bullet once. But other than that, depending on where I get hit, I can catch it more than once. So, well, that's uh, my main question, darling. <laughs> <laughs> well, my main question to you would be. Who is one of your uh, biggest influences that eventually uh, helped you lead or lead you into uh, the career you've uh, chosen? Oh wow! Um, well, I grew up on old movies, um, and it was like going to film school. I realized later on. So, I mean, we're talking from the silent era all the way up to you know now. So, my my influences um, growing up that way were like these older movie stars like Greta Garbo, Lon Chaney. In fact, Lon Chaney, the man of a thousand faces, uh, my thing is I want to be the woman of a thousand and one faces. <laughs> so that really influenced me growing up. And um, uh, the modern ones, um, oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, I mean, Brad Pitt right now in Bullet Train. And I have to, to give a mention to my... Very, very impressive actor, um, <laughs> Paul Gunn. He's also in that, plays a gangster. Um, everyone should go see Bullet Train. It is an amazing, amazing film. And, um, you know, uh, there's so many, um, oh, my gosh, actresses. Um, even, I mean, even Angelina Jolie um, is pretty, pretty incredible with her action and everything. I started to do more stunts. So, um, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> and is there um, a genre of film that you have yet to uh, work with that you would hope to later on, or have you kind of worked with uh, every single genre that you can personally think of? Um, wow. Yeah. Let me think here. There's a variable plethora. <laughs> um, it would be cool to do, I think, do more more action stunt-type films started to go to this place um, uh, when I'm, at, I'm in Vegas because I'm kind of like half Vegas, half L.A. and, well, recently in San Francisco doing a film also. Um, but we've uh, we've been all over like Puerto Rico and uh, just wherever the film takes us. But um, this place uh, in Vegas called Nakamoy Tai Lao is incredible for stunt work, for film stunt work. And um, I rec- highly recommend it to anyone who wants to get into doing stunts for film. So Nakamoy Tai Lao. Air Phillips. Okay. And then is there uh, anybody that throughout your career you have yet to work with? Or actually, I'll ask this. What is one dream person, whether from the past, present, or future, like if it was from the past, somebody you could have worked with, from the present, somebody you could work with, or the future, somebody you wish you could work with? And you can't say me because that would be too easy. (laughs) Okay. Well, besides you – Oh, like I said, I, my uh, influence on early uh, silent films, uh, Rudolph Valentino and um, Greta Garbo would have been amazing to work with. As far as um, people who are not with us, um, and the current, um, oh, I mentioned Brad Pitt, of course, um, and uh, Angelina Jolie, they, they'd be awesome to work with. <laughs> okay. And then is there, uh, what would you say is one of your uh, favorite genres of film? Um, I would have to say, like, fantasy, 
um, science fiction. Okay. Um, and is I, there – go did, ahead. Oh, oh uh, well, we did a film uh, a year ago, which uh, – well, actually a couple of them that are now coming out. Um, so I'm going to give a shout-out to Ngato Sacian. It's um, Space Wars, Hunt for the Deep Star, which I got to play the – the alien monster, which was cool. <laughs> I love playing monsters. Um, really great movie. Oh, my God. Um, and then, of course, uh, Death Club with Ronnie Lloyd Nanos directing, where, where I got to play, specifically, he had me play Ziggy Stardust, which was my second appearance by Ziggy. And then just the film where I was my third appearance as Ziggy Stardust, which is David Bowie's uh, first alien character, for those of you <laughs> who should know who Ziggy is. <laughs> um, and then also uh, Deborah Richards, Moving No Mountain, um, now that one I just did wardrobe, but it was it was oh my god incredible because I had to age the wardrobe from you know early on to this lady who goes into this descent of depression and madness after she loses her, her child, and so I had to age the wardrobe from the beginning to one week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, three months, six months to up to two years, and we put a lot of color psychology into it. So shout out to um, Film goddess Deborah Richards. She's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, that was okay. a few from. Um, oh, yeah. I will. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, ben, um, as I was talking with our previous guest, I always like to ask if there was a, uh, a film that you used to watch that maybe you watch even today that will always get to you, whether it be like if it was a horror movie, if it was like a certain uh, scene that made you jump or made you scared, or if there was like a film that would make you feel emotionally in any sort of way. Is there a film um, that made you feel any sort of way growing up that still gets to you today? Oh, yeah. And my top three films are actually black and white films. Um, and I, actually I'd love to make like a, some kind of a noir black and white film. Um, next year in 2023, I will be starting to do my own, um, produce my own films, um, with my partner, Paul Ginn. And, um, I'm really excited about that. So yeah, I'm doing like a black and white noir film such as, um, well, bringing up baby, (laughs) which was a comedy with Cary Grant, Catherine, um, Hepburn and, um, arsenic and old lace comedy, um, young Frankenstein, Mel Brooks. He was a huge influence on me. Um, Blazing Saddles, you know, and pretty much all his films. The producers, oh my God, Mel Brooks, he rules, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So that that was, um, yeah, most of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, because I was gonna say I um I was talking with the previous guest too, and I said there was always two films that would always get to me. Um, the orig- the first one would be a movie called Hatchet, and it was the second kill from that film where a woman got um, her head ripped in half, that will always, because I could just feel, like, when it's happening. <laughs> I that. Yeah, you do. Wow. It's, it's very intriguing. If you just look up Hatchet, um, like, it's just, it's an interesting film altogether. It's very creative. And then the second film that will always get to me emotionally-wise would be uh, Radio, that stars uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Ed Harris back in 2003. It's just this very, uh-huh. very touching kind of story, and it just, it always will make me feel like, like just, you know, just good in a way. Like it, it always hits me emotionally to some certain point. 
So there's only like two so far wow. that have let me do that, but I'm always willing to see if there's anything else that will affect me as much as those two, you know. You know, the truth of the matter is we're not the ones been teaching radio. He's Radio's been teaching, been teaching us. us. Now, I'll tell you, you mentioned that, <laughs> right? and uh, that that movie wow. was kind of like the relationship I had with my coach. And uh, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, um, he passed away. Uh, he uh, had cancer, and I don't want to—I don't want to turn this into a downer. I'm not going to go into that, uh, but uh, yeah, I—I um, I was going to mention that too. My—that's one of my favorites. Uh, uh, that and of course Brian's song. Uh, you want to talk about tear-jerking movies? That's it. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Solomon. We have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, we have uh, Joanne Heckman as our guest here, and we're on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got 24 minutes, and for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, uh, if you uh, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live, Monday like that, go to 89.1 Ken's FM page like that, do a $10 month donation, Power of the Tower. We'll get you uh, uh, qualified to win an uh, autograph from past guests, current guests, or future guests. Uh, I guess my question is, Joanne, would you be willing to send us a few for giveaways? And send you what? I'm sorry. Would you be one of the senders a few autographs for giveaways? Of course. As many as you want. All right. Cool. I will send you the uh, information uh, to Messenger um, after uh, after we're done here. But now I want to talk to you about a movie. Uh, as a matter of fact, we've had a couple uh, uh, actresses and actors from the movie on with us. Like we had Sherry Davis. And uh, oh, I believe we also Jerry. had. Love me some Sherry. Uh, oh, I do too. And uh, we had, <laughs> I believe, was uh, we also had Mercedes Peterson on here with us, and we got a few others. But uh, uh, I'm going to read the tagline, and we're going to talk about it. In 2014, okay. convicted criminals are given the opportunity to compete on the world's number one television sporting event, Arena Wars. They must survive seven mm-hmm. rooms and seven of the most vicious killers in the country. If they win, they regain their freedom. Okay, so let's talk about Arena Wars. Now, uh, in a way, that kind of sounds a little bit like Running Man, but uh, a little more yeah. hyped-up uh, version of that. So tell us, how did you get involved in Arena Wars, and when can we expect its release? Oh, wow. Yeah, um, I've done many films with the Mahal Empire. Shout-out to Michael and Sonny. Thank you, guys. Um, can you hook us up oh, with Arena them? Wars. What's that? Can you hook us up with them? I've, well, Michael, sure. Michael and Sonny Mahalo. I, I would love to interview uh, interview Michael if, or Sonny. Oh, if you yeah, can get either one of us, I would love to. <laughs> I would be – well, I'm forever in your debt already, but uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So let's go ahead and talk <laughs> no, about Arena Wars. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's go ahead and talk um, about yes, Arena Wars. Yes, I, I will make that happen because um, that's what I do is I, I, I make things happen and, and, you know, dreams catch us and all that. <laughs> Cool. So, um, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I've done, oh, my gosh, what, 10 films with them so far? Uh, maybe 11 at the count. <laughs> so um, that was a really, really fun one. It's not out yet, but it should be sometime, you know, in 2023. And I had a really amazing scene with Michael Madsen, the, you know, the amazing Michael Madsen, <laughs> which um, – Oh, my God, another story. So that led to um, this recent film I was working on, Dark Feathers, where uh, Stacey Keats was supposed to play this um, uh, head of the Japanese clan, and he got sick with COVID, but he's okay. So they were scrambling, trying to find people, and, and I was just um, naming off a few, you know, people, uh, the names I worked with, because that, that particular part had to be a name. Because on these independent films, you have to have, like, a couple, like, 
familiar names, you know, in, in order to sell it for distribution around the world. Right. So um, went through a few of them. And, and I and believe I said, uh, Julia Roberts' brother is one of them. Yes, that's right, Eric Roberts. I, I have not met him personally, although I've worked on films that he was in, but we weren't working on the same day. I would so much love, oh, my God, love, love, love to work with Eric Roberts. That would be amazing, yeah, to be in a scene with him. Um, so, um, yeah, I actually got Michael Madsen a job on Dark Feathers because, um, you know, they needed somebody. So, yeah, so he, he worked on that, and we were talking about Arena Wars and how much fun it was. We, we did a lot of improvisation on that, and I just kind of followed his lead, and, you know, I, I was wearing these wild sunglasses because I, I play like a, like an ex-fighter in that, so he's interviewing me, which was so much fun, and... Um, and I asked Michael and Sonny, like, uh, let me do my own wardrobe on this because um, what, the, what the people had me wearing was not, <laughs> I, not, not remotely ex-fighters. So they're like, yeah, go ahead and go for it. Because um, then on, on the next film, they had me do wardrobe on um, Bermuda Island. So anyway, <laughs> it was such a hoot working with Michael Madsen and, um, and then – working with him again and he was very appreciative that I got him to work on Dark Feathers and it was the first time he ever wore a kimono which he thought was very fascinating <laughs> um, he's a real deal you know and he still doesn't even call himself an actor to this day <laughs> so I, I guess my question is you, you know you mentioned that you've done uh, a couple of different movies uh, with Eric Roberts but you never met him how does that work how does it Yeah, well, um, yeah, it, it's pretty crazy because when you see a film, you think, oh, everyone's worked together, they met, but that's not what happens because um, you show up, you know, on a particular day and you work with certain people and then, you know, you're wrapped, you go home and another scene happens, you know, another day. And so, yeah, you may not ever even actually uh, see or work with the other people that are in the film. So... We have uh, we have uh, Joanne Heckman as our guest here on eighty nine point one Kent FM, and uh, we got about uh, eighteen minutes here left with uh, uh, Joanne. Uh, so, yeah, if you like, I say if you can hook us up with uh, uh, either Sonny or Michael, I would. Uh, I'm forever in your debt. Let not that I'm not already, but I am <laughs> I already stammering you. over that. Oh, just yeah, thinking about you. that. <laughs> uh, now, let me ask you this though: uh, with all the stuff that, that you've done. In all the different movies you you worked with, and all the different actors and actresses you worked with, uh, is there one that uh, you just have not had the opportunity to work with that you're really looking forward to? Oh wow, um, Meryl Streep, she's uh, she's like a goddess, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I've I've heard uh, I've heard things about uh, her. Um, um, I, I don't know if they're true or not, but I, I've heard that she can be difficult sometimes. Oh, we can all be difficult, darling. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, no, now with that being said, <laughs> yeah, so with that being said, have you ever been on a, um, uh, like, uh, a movie uh, that you, you got a part for and you're going to be working with a certain person, but uh, everybody's told you, oh, I've, uh, uh, you're not going to like this person or... Uh, you know, this person is difficult to real, uh, deal with. What, uh, and then you meet them and you realize that everything you heard is not correct. Uh, what, how, how, does that ever happen? 
Oh, yes, um, absolutely. Well, Michael Madsen was one example because um, um, evidently, you know, if, he's, if he gets in a bad mood or someone pisses him off, he can, you know, he's just, he's just real, very real person. And when I had my scene with him, it, oh, my God, we had so much fun. And, and Michael, you know, Mahal afterwards gave me a fist bump. He's like, fuck yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to keep a TV. Sometimes it flips out. <laughs> um, evidently, you know, it's it's on an individual experience. So, um, but he he was saying, hey, you know, when Michael Madsen was working, you should just like start off the day being in the scene with him because he's in a good mood. I <laughs> 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 so I, I I only know Madsen as being super cool, chill, and. <laughs> a lot of fun to you know work with so <laughs> but um you know i, I guess so, uh, other um, experiences if someone makes him angry or you know uh, hey that's but you know he's just he's very real and um so i tend to um believe what he says <laughs> so now and, you, and besides you know, he's you... giving me the dirt on other actors in between scenes <laughs> oh that's awesome uh you know so uh we have uh we have Joe and, uh, Joanna Heckman as our guest here on uh, 89.1 Kansas FM. We've only got 15 minutes here left. But, uh, uh, you know, one thing I, I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you, you also do uh, costume design and wardrobe. And uh, what is uh, what is the most difficult about making wardrobes and doing costumes on a movie set? Ooh, Okay. Well, well. Besides Deborah Richards, which was a lot of the color psychology and meticulously aging things, you know, over time, there was also <laughs> one last year called um, Drone Down, which I built a Bigfoot for, and that that was a massive project. And um, so, so the guy who played Bigfoot, Michael Baran, who actually has a show on Animal Planet, um, he, he basically goes around rescuing, um, you know, animals that are trapped or wild animals that in someone's house. Anyway, so he played our Bigfoot, and he wore drywall stilts, which made him, you know, more like 10 feet tall. So, so what I had to do was um, figure out how to make it look natural without his foot sticking out on the stilts. So I just basically bulked Bigfoot up, you know, padded him up with this long fur, and um, with, with a face, I, I worked with the latex. I did a face cast of him. And um, then, you know, built the, um, the clay around, his, around that to, to make the, um, the face of the Bigfoot, which um, I made him kind of like more Asian kabuki theater looking, which I don't know if there's ever been a Bigfoot quite like, you know, look quite like this, but that's the Easter egg in it. Um, and, um, yeah, so, so uh, that took a lot of time because when you work with clay, you're, you know, doing a certain, you want a certain look. And um, kudos to Mike Conway, the director, writer. He was amazing. He let me have a lot of creative freedom with that, just to make the face, you know, kind of however I wanted. And I made it in two parts. And then you know, the teeth were like with the, the black gums with these menacing teeth, which, you know, we had to fit into his mouth with the, um, these, the wax that you melt and fit the teeth so it, it fits snugly. And um, so I do a lot of um, SFX makeup also. So um, I, I love a challenge, and that was definitely a challenge, and um, it was a lot of fun. And uh, working with the latex, you have to put, like, ten very thin layers 
you know, of it on to make sure it's built up and, oh, it's, it's just a process. And um, so as we were going through it, um, well, <laughs> I, I took over uh, this other girl, I'm not even going to say her name, um, because she tried to price gouge Mike Conway. So, so Mike was like, hey, can, can you, you said you can build it. Can you, can you build it? I'm like, oh, my God, Mike, there's like no time. But, yeah, I'll do what I can. So as we were filming up on Mount Charleston in the middle of nowhere, um, <laughs> we just kind of – Day by day, as I got more done with it, we did more scenes. So, it, oh, my God, it was crazy. But, <laughs> um, we got it done, and then he did some green screen um, to multiply the Bigfoot to do different characters. So I was telling Michael Brand, like, okay, I one, maybe have a limp or, you know, to change up the way the Bigfoot looks. And uh, it turned out amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, I was really proud of that. You know, we uh, we here on Attitude uh, Air Live, we get our most of our information from um, uh, from imbd.com. And uh, what I'm looking at here, it says you got uh, 13 upcoming um, uh, projects. Uh, you got uh, one in uh, 2024 is Eat and You got uh, uh, looks like uh, five in uh, 2013, and you got uh, Mistletoe Massacre uh, for this year. You know, when you when you have all these different projects that you're uh, that you're involved in, going from set to set to set, uh, how do you keep all that uh, straight? And how do you how do you, how how is, how would one budget time for all those different projects? <laughs> well, oh wow, okay. Especially when when I do wardrobe costume design of films, it is extremely time consuming. So I have to prepare like a month before at least, you know, for for whatever project it is. And I really appreciate when directors take the time. We, we have sit-down meetings and plan things out, and I get their take on, you know, what the feel, what they want the characters to look like, and I make sketches. And then um, it's a combination of, like, the director's vision. Um, I put my little spin on things, and then um, I coordinate and collaborate with the actors. Like Michael Pere and Olivier Gruner on Space Wars, Hunt for the Deep Star, on Garo Sapien's film, they were amazing. Um, oh, Sarah, Sarah French and Tyler Gallant, um, they, they were all just so amazing to work with and collaborate. And I, and I told them, uh, Mike Bray was the first one. He just really loved to collaborate. And I love that because then it's a piece of themselves and it makes the character more real. And with Olivier Gruner, um, he, he was a nemesis. Um, and, oh, I have to say, um, Albert Pune recently passed away, amazing director who directed that and Cyborg and many other films. So bless you, Albert Kuhn and Cynthia Curran, his, um, his girl. Um, yeah, amazing stuff. So um, I, I love that they collaborate. So Olivier, I, I was telling him, like, well, Michael uh, Perez will be collaborating with me. Like, do you want to collaborate? And he's like, oh, sure. Um, so we came up with this uh, face tattoo and it's a symbol of like a circle with the infinity, which means infinite universe. And that was perfect for his role as Dykstra because he was the villain and he wants to take over the universe. And it, it just made it more real. And my, my goal for all the films that I do wardrobe costume design are for people to cosplay, it, to be so unique and so cool that people will want to cosplay whatever that character is. So now, with that, with that being said, then and all the all the different costume pieces that uh, you're making, uh, 
do you do you uh you know you obviously have to uh make uh, each costume for each uh uh different actor and actress on the set so uh now let's say that uh you have uh like for instance arena wars let's say that uh every like there's like seven prisoners and each uh you know you have to make like prison fatigues for each actor uh so is that is that uh, is that a thing or not really Oh no, it is. Um, but um, that's why, like Amazon's my friend. <laughs> I, I go to thrift shops and you know find unique stuff, and then so sometimes I'll work off something that was partially made or already made. Um, or yeah, if you think it's prison suits, that that's easily you just you just order the sizes on Amazon, and then I kind of tailor them to fit better, or um, you know whatever the case may be, um, add a little bit of something here and there. So so sometimes it's just picking something that is either partially or already made and just changing up a bit just for time. So you, <laughs> so you never really have to make anything from scratch then? Oh, no, I do. Oh, yeah, my Space Barbarian on Space Wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the, there, I, there, I do um, like a... Go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that's all I was saying. Um, sometimes I use stuff that I've already made and embellish on it, or I, I do things from scratch, absolutely, yep. And then what is the most difficult kind of uh, costume design to do, whether it be uh, like medieval or Western or futuristic? What is the most difficult kind of costume to make and find? Um, well, if I wanted to be, like, really extravagant or – well, like the book, the Bigfoot was um, – probably you know that that was a big project <laughs> he was big and he was a big project so um yeah it just depends on what it is um and how how much creative freedom i have because i will go all out <laughs> on whatever it is and make it you know spectacular and huge and whatever so <laughs> um i guess uh science fiction because um there you know again if i had the creative creative freedom I, I can expound and make it massive, or or, or if it, you know keep it in whatever budget. So that that dictates a lot of it too. Well, we have uh, Joanne Heckman as our guest here on eighty nine point one Kens FM, and uh, we got uh, we got about uh, five minutes here left, uh, so we can do this so we don't run out of time. If our fans want to check you out and see you, uh, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, or Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got? Uh, yeah, all the above. Um, um, some of the stuff <laughs> I'm under two different names because I I also have the stage name. So IMDb it first comes up under Gene Heathen, which I got from David Bowie because he's he's a big inspiration in my life. Um, also I love that I love that Ryan. costume I saw you. I love that costume of you uh, in <laughs> as David Bowie. I love that by the way. I'm like Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, he's kind of my alter ego anymore because now I've done three films where I appear as him and. Um, Ziggy just kind of takes over and everyone loves him. <laughs> so that's a lot of fun for me. In fact, um, there were some musicians we were even talking about getting like a Ziggy Stardust and Spires from Mars band together. So who knows? Maybe, maybe touring around for fun. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that's so anyway, cool. yeah, I'm, I'm going to Joanna Heckman, like on Facebook and Instagram and uh, IMDb, Gene Heathen. And Joanna Heckman, but that Gene Heathen pops up first on that. Awesome. So, uh, 
with all this being said and uh, with all the stuff that uh, you got coming out, uh, let me ask you this. What is um, – uh, and I know you can't – you probably can't give away anything for the, the projects that you're working on right now, but which project that you're working on uh, is the one thing you cannot wait to have released and put out? Which – if you had to pick one, what would it be? Ooh. <laughs> Um, okay, except for the ones who, who, you know, we just had premieres for, which the ones I named, um, I, I actually can't wait for Arena Wars. Um, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> that do, do you know what the release date for that, that is, did you say? I, I don't have one, honestly. I don't have one yet, but it's going to come out sometime in 2023. So I will talk to the halls about that. When I hook them, I'll also up with you, but um, yeah. Um, because Michael Madsen was asking me too. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, uh, now, I don't have a date yet, but um, as soon as I know, I'll let everyone know. <laughs> now, I know I may be asking for, uh, I know I may be asking for the world here, but uh, how opt would he be to be a guest? Well, you never know. You just never know. Um, All right. That's the interesting thing about uh, doing wardrobe because. Um, you get these people's numbers, and you know you have to be very—you can't take advantage of that ever. <laughs> um, right, right, but, right. But um, I can always ask, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, like I say, any anything you can do would be would be awesome. But especially uh, uh, hooking up with Michael and Sonny—that would be uh, <laughs> that would be just awesome, you know. Uh, so we have uh, yeah, Joanne Heckman they... as our guest here. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, they've worked very hard, um, and I was with them since uh, the first one I did was um, Art of the Dead, which um, you know some of my fellow wonderful actors and actresses are in it. Um, they worked very hard to build up their you know, Mahal Empire, and um, yeah, I'm very proud of them. And then, do you do you find that as you work with uh, certain directors over and over again, uh, it gets more and more easier uh, to work with them? And it's it's uh, easier to get roles because you've worked with them in the past. Oh yeah, because you you know how that director how they think and and they they learn how you think and work and it, yeah it is easier. Um, like um, shout out to Michael Sue uh, who who directed a lot of Mahal Empire's films and um, he's now like in L.A. working for the Asylum films. You know, did like Sharknado and all that. So um, he was an amazing director, and he's a cinematographer. And um, wow, I, you know, I worked with some such amazing crews. Um, yeah, I, I, and Deborah Richards herself, she she also has her camera, and so she kind of does it all. So um, yeah, they're they're amazing, and I, I'm blessed and um, honored to work with, you know, these amazing directors, um, including Scorsese years ago. That, oh, my God, that was, yeah, astounding. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, Joanna, you have been awesome, and we do appreciate you taking time uh, out of your schedule to be with us tonight. You have been so wonderful. Uh, we hope to have you back on again. Um, anything you want to promote, anything you want to pitch, uh, uh, you have an open forum here. Uh, you are just wonderful, and we want you to have a great holiday season, and you are awesome. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I, I, hey, ho happy holidays, you guys, and thank you so much for 
having me on your show. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, Joanna. All right. Joanna Hickman, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we got about uh, four minutes left here before uh, uh, the show ends. Uh, so, hey, Matthias, uh, I think you and I uh, carried this pretty good, I think. Yeah, I think we did pretty well with the three guests we had and a lot of, a lot of interesting questions, a lot of differing uh, answers, and a lot of interesting answers. So I think we uh, we did pretty well uh, for this one show without Granny. And I think we may have got us a job, too. Well, I mean, yeah, with the uh, with uh, one guy, yeah. Rod to, Smith, yeah. With Rod Smith, yeah. Let's. Uh, I think we got ourselves some new work and some new opportunities. Well, I'll tell you what. Would you would you be willing to cop to that though? Uh, I'll pay for the fuel. You drive. I I would say why not? Let's see what uh, let's see what we all got in detail, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. And just just think about uh, you know, uh, of course, you know, this is a long way off. We know this, but just think of how uh, jealous everybody will be when they realize that the icon and the nightmare are going to uh, film in a movie uh, because they had him on the get, uh, a guest on their show. And uh, I will say this right now. Um, uh, I don't know what the pay will be. Uh, hopefully we'll, you know, we'll get something. But uh, I do plan on donating some funding to uh, 89.1 Ken's FM here as well. Oh yeah, like I said, we all got we all got to see what the uh, what the ad numbers add up and what the uh, what the checks and balances come to, and we got to put our sticks in a row, and then we will uh, we will see where life uh, takes us from there. All right, well we got about uh, well we got about the two and a half minutes before our uh, theme song um, comes up. So uh, next week here, I know I usually don't promote uh, what we got coming up next week. Uh, you have to go to our website, uh, our Facebook page, Attitude Era Monday Live Monday to find that. But I'll tell you what, we have an interesting guest coming up uh, next week. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the rumor is next week, uh, let's see, who are we going to have? Uh, let me look at this. Uh, we are going to have uh, Lucky of Lucky Charms. Uh, and uh, we're also going to have uh, Donald Duck with us as well. How about that for uh, a headline? Interesting. And uh, you know who else I booked up for uh, coming up in uh, 2023? Who? You ever heard of uh, uh, um, uh, Lynn Stitch? Of course. She's going to be on with us. Really? We're going to have Sunny on. Yep. Uh, she'll be on with us for two segments. And uh, uh, coming out, uh, the, one of the first guests right out of the shoot in 2023, A.J. Benza. Uh, you know, he also all those mystery uh, uh, TV shows. And uh, we're also going to have 83 Minutes with Eric Bischoff. Uh, that's going to be our, our for our 300th episode, as a matter of fact. So I cannot wait for that. Excellent. And uh, hopefully Grant will be back next week. Uh, we are going to have a show on the 26th of December. That's next week. Uh, we are going to have a show on January 3rd. Uh, January 9th uh, will be a rerun. Um, we don't know what episode it will be, uh, but we will not be here live in studio, but it may seem like we will be. But uh, we got a big 2023 ahead, especially the fact that we're at episode number 300 um, uh, when Eric Bischoff is on. So, everybody, uh, uh, we want to have you have a happy holiday. Uh, a great uh, new year. We'll be back uh, the day after Christmas. I hope everybody gets what they want. Uh, everybody uh, uh, has a great and fun holiday season. Um, and always, as always, love each other, care for each other. And uh, we'll be back here every...
Every Monday night on 89.1 Kens FM, this is Monday, Attitude Era Live, Monday, Monday. And uh, until we meet again, remember, it's not goodbye. It is just good night. We will see you next week. You think you know me? Thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. We are listener-supported radio, so the programming you hear on our station is funded by our members and these local and area businesses. So you're hungry, and you're thinking about someplace to eat? Well, I think of the Shack on Broadway, located in North Fargo at 3250.